But we on, right? HCC? Okay. All right, man. So uh, we're on. We're here. I'm, I'm changing up a little bit. Normally, like I told you, uh, just so everybody knows right now, I got Reggie Davis with me on the show. What's up, Reggie? What's up, man? How you doing? Man, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm excited that you're on doing this with me. I've been wanting to do this like this for a while, just having somebody on talking about something that I like, in this particular case, football. Mm -hmm. uh, just give everybody a background that's watching and listening. Reggie is uh, a wide receiver on the Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys. Probably the greatest team that God ever created would be how I would say it. So, I mean, uh, some people may disagree with me, but uh, God bless the Cowboys. When I mean, that's why he had a hole in the roof on the previous <laughs> stadium so he could watch his favorite team play. I remember I went and did a tour uh, of, of Texas Stadium, and that's what they always said, that hole in the roof. Mm -hmm. So God can watch his favorite team play. That's, and when, that's, that's a throwback, man. And <laughs> when you grow up in Dallas-Fort Worth, that's just, man, the Cowboys are it. So that's where I'm from originally, Dallas-Fort okay. Worth. So you're on the Cowboys. So that's number one. You're you're hopping my in my in my book right now already with that. But uh, I just love football. I love to mm -hmm. talk about football. Love to watch it. And so we're just gonna talk a little bit about football, mm -hmm. if that's good with you. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So just so everybody knows, Reggie is uh, Reggie is really from Tallahassee, Florida, right? Mm -hmm. Born and raised. Born and raised. So I gotta ask, you didn't go to Florida State. No, nah, I didn't go to Florida State. Why didn't you go to Florida State? That's hometown. Well, I, I ain't go to Florida State because I had I had to get away from home to grow up a little bit. Okay. You know, if I'm sitting here with my mom and dad, you know, two three miles away from the school, yeah, I'm not gonna never be on my own. Right. In reality wise, right. As far as like if I moved to another state, right. So that's why I moved to University of Georgia also to play in the SEC, and I had a good relationship with the receiver coach at the time. Okay. All right. You were at Georgia at. When Mark Rick was there, correct? Yeah, Mark Rick and Kirby Smart. Okay. So you had, you had Kirby. I was looking at it. I did some research. Mm -hmm. I did some research on you, man. That's I, cool. I, I looked you up <laughs> yesterday. You were at, so Kirby Smart's first year was your last year. Yeah, I only had Kirby Smart for one year, my senior year. Okay. To give everybody a, gra a background on Reggie. Reggie, you were a, I looked it up. I, like I said, man, I, I got all right here. You were ri a Rivals Top 250. Mm-hmm. And the Rivals website that I saw, they had you at uh, 230. You were 30th as far as receiver position goes. And in your state, you were just 37th overall. That's what I read. Mm -hmm. Does that sound about right? Yeah, that's okay. about right. You went to Lincoln High School. Mm -hmm. What other people w might we know from Lincoln High School in Tallahassee? I had Taj Williams. He went to TCU. We had James Hearns. He went to Louisville. We also had Fred Ross back in the day, okay. 2005. Okay. He was... They had articles about him saying that he could probably play in the pros out of high school. Okay. Uh, he, he was big time. Antonio yeah. Camardi, uh, B.J. Oh, Daniels. Camardi went to mm -hmm. Lincoln. Okay. B.J. Daniels. Uh, he would play quarterback at USF. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, him. Uh, uh, Alfonso Thorpe, he was big back then. Uh, got lost kind of in college. Uh, who else do we have? Big names. Gavin Dickinson. Okay. Played uh, at Florida. Played baseball and football. He was there. Um that's pretty much I can think of as far as right now. Okay. Are y'all in Florida? Just because we're down here in Texas, so I don't know. No, John Burt, he went to Texas, University of Texas. You, you, yeah. You saw him yeah, all he was number one. Right. So, okay. Yeah. All right, well, good. 
I know John Bird. I know he's well. He's and you too. I think you're a little bit of everything: football and track. Because yeah. that's what John Bird is. Georgia won't right? let me run track, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, they won't let me. Well, we'll we'll get into that. It, it's it's funny, you know. Some programs, I think, which we talked about before, some programs are cool with that. Mm-hmm. With other guys playing other sports, some just don't, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of your experience at Georgia. Definitely. Yeah. So you're at Lincoln. I saw you are 12 and two your senior year. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yep. Lincoln, in terms of how were they in terms of Florida football in high school as far as the program, the city? Because, you know, here in Texas, I mean, I, I, we can rattle off all kinds of big-time programs here in Texas. What about mm-hmm. in Florida as far as Lincoln? Um, Lincoln was it was, Lincoln was big. Um, we always had all the scouts coming through. Like, if they came in Tallahassee, they're going to stop at Lincoln first, at least yeah. when I was there. Mm-hmm. And we always were in the playoffs. We won district back-to-back years for a long period of time uh i mean it was a powerhouse school so if you went to lincoln you were you're gonna go somewhere it seems like every state has a lincoln high school and lincoln high school is awesome at sports like in dallas i'm from dallas like dallas lincoln fantastic as far as basketball goes and some kind of sport a lincoln high school it seems like always has really good sports i mean we we had good football um we had a, a, a decent track team. I can't say. Uh, basketball, they, they were okay. They weren't like, you know, if you go to Jer- New York and Jersey, they weren't like that. But, right. you know, they had players. So, mainly it was football. Like, if you went to Lincoln, you, it was known for football. That's a football program. Yeah, it's football. Okay. And then 90% of the track athletes played football. So, okay. you know how that carries yeah, over. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, you get a few that play basketball. Right. And then so on, so on. Okay. You're at Lincoln. And I saw y'all were twelve and two, lost in the state championship. Is that right? Mm-hmm. To St. Thomas Aquinas. What What is it? What's St. Thomas Aquinas? I know I've a heard big about them private before. Private school. They and They've got a lot of players that come. They through got there. a lot of players because they get to recruit. Yeah. So private school, they get to recruit players. So you got a team in Florida, they recruiting somebody in Virginia. So y'all are doing so in y'all's brackets as far as the tournaments go in state. Y'all are playing public and private school. Mm-hmm. There's There's no and separation. Then, uh, it depends. It usually, you know, four A, five A. So yeah. my first three years we were four A, and then we got bumped up to seven A. Seven A. Yeah. Okay. So and that's how we ended up playing St. Thomas Aquinas. How big was your graduating class? It was like five hundred. Damn, that's a lot of kids. Yeah, but I mean, in Cali they got crazy numbers out there. How big? Like six, seven hundred to that. Like some schools get up there. Like some, like it, I've been talking to people in the locker room. And they're like, we have like 800 kids, 900. I'm like, golly. Like that's a lot of kids. You probably didn't even, you saw somebody a freshman. You probably <laughs> didn't see them to graduation. That's right. So St. Aquinas. So you are, but that's what I'm saying. There was no separation as far as public schools to private schools. Cause here in Texas, they have, they have, the, they have the UIL and then they have the taps, which is the private school. So mm-hmm. they, they do separate. They don't public and private don't play together. Uh, it, but it depends because St. Thomas Aquinas was South Florida and it was a bigger school. Okay. We had some private schools in Tallahassee, but if we play them, like no, like no offense to them, the score is going to be 70 to zero. Okay. Like we're not going to play those teams, but right. you'll play a private team like South Florida if you're in North Florida or vice versa. Right. But you're not going to play McClay High School, which is a private school there. You're not going to play them because. Okay. That's not it's not fair to either or. So who was on St. Aquinas that might know that, you know, um, that y'all that y'all played? Anybody you can think of? I think it's Joey Boza, I think his name was. Played for the Chargers, the defensive end. Oh really? He yeah. was there. Yeah. Okay. He was there. Boza. Yeah. Killing the whole line. 
He went to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that kid in high school. I mean, I, I mean, I was playing receivers. I was good, but yeah. I mean, no, he, he, he was, he was definitely making some noise. A that's why we, that's why we lost. How we did a one man show. One man show. I can't imagine. Cause I mean, he's kicking it in, in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's killing it. Yeah. So I can't imagine what he would do in high school, and he killed it in college. Yep. I mean, when you're a top, I mean, he was a top five pick mm-hmm. in, the, in the draft. So I mean, I love to see those old those high school videos of guys like that just mm-hmm. because and I watch some of the videos of, of games that you that you play you just have people that stick out like mm-hmm. you can just see th- that's an athlete right there yeah he was huge in high school so you're a four-star four-star mm-hmm. recruit um and and I mean you had some what I saw I said you had 19 offers mm-hmm. does that sound about right like uh, legit some, offers where they were at, they were wanting you to come on. They were offering you a scholarship. Yeah, and then you know the way some of it goes is, if Georgia and Florida offer you, some schools will look and be like, "Oh, these two schools offered him, he must be good." Mm-hmm. So we should we should throw an offer. Yeah, and you know a lot of these are usually verbal offers, and they usually give you an official once you narrow it down to like how, the top five or whatever. Yeah, but um, yeah, I pretty much had scholarships from all over. Yeah, big ones I saw Alabama, mm-hmm. Auburn. Clemson, Florida, Notre Dame. Th- those were some of the bigger names, I guess, mm-hmm. that you had. Um, I'm sure a lot of other ones. I, I, there were, like I said, 19 offers. So, but those are the ones I guess people would would know mm-hmm. the most. Were any of these when you would talk to these when you're getting recruited like that? Are they? What kind of pitches are they giving you? Are they saying, "Man, you come on here, you'll start"? Are they t- like, what are they saying uh, to you to get you to come to their school? Some schools will say that, or they'll compare you to a player and be like, "Man, you come here, you could be like Percy Harvin." Like that's uh, anybody that dream. Like, but, like when you go to Florida. Hey, you go to Florida, yeah. yeah. Um, but really, you gotta you gotta go outside of football and actually think like, could I could I live here mm-hmm. for? Three, you know, some people go to college three, they get drafted at the junior year, or yeah. you stay four. If you get red shirt at five, could I stay here for three to five years? If you can't stay there, I might not be the school for you. Cause right. you know, football is what, four months? Mm-hmm. You still gotta spend the rest of that year training and living in that state or, you know, wherever you are. So you gotta think, can my family come visit me? Like, if I wanna go home, can I drive? Or is it an automatic plane ticket? Yeah. You gotta think about all that. Also, you gotta think what's best about your future so sometimes going far may be good for you and you may be able to play early and grow up or maybe staying at home for your family's sake if you got people that back at home you got to take care of you got to think about that and you got to take all that into consideration that's why you really need some guidance you need people older people who've done it before like i I talked to jacques green he played with with, uh, birdie manual in the league played at florida and he helped me make decision too as well as where i should go when those guys are giving you direction or giving you advice what 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 is their advice to you like what was the big thing they said hey look wherever you go to school make sure that you this well one is you know everybody gonna say education you got to get your education you got to get that piece of paper because you might as well it's paid for you're not paying for it so why not right and then two how are you learning football like majority majority of the teams in the league are running pro style offense so it kind of hurts you a little bit as far as learning scheme wise when you go to spread offense and run five wide because most teams not running nobody's really running five wide in the nfl like that right so why go learn that system and then come to the league and learn pro style that's like learning all over again it kind of set you back especially people who aren't quick learners because the league is quick quick it's day to day you know every day you gotta you learning something new so you gotta be on top of it so 
that's another thing. I didn't want to – it sounds good as far as stat-wise to go to a spread school if you're a receiver, but if you're thinking long-term, some people can't adjust from spread to the pro. Like, the the concepts don't make sense to them. Well, from what I heard when it comes to what you see or what people say that the complaints are is that with a pro-style offense that you run in, like, a place like Georgia – because mm-hmm. I know that's one of the things I saw. They run a pro-style mm-hmm. offense with Mark Rick is – you have different route trees mm-hmm. that you're running. Whereas in a spread offense, like they do a lot, like in the Big 12, you have it's one a, route, a, that's all band. you run. It's a wristband. Like I, I've talked to some people who've been in spread, and they, I was like, you know, did y'all go up a place? Like I'm trying to help them learn and ask, like, you know, you know, you got to look at certain plays. It's like, what about this name can help me remember what route I have? But some people say they ain't even have plays. They just had a band on their wrist, and they yell out a number or signal a number. And they look at their wristband and they run the route. That's the placards that they have yeah. on the sideline. And it's like, I mean, that's all fine and dandy, but if you can't learn concepts, like if someone can't tell you a plan, you can't draw it, you already behind the eight ball. And I think that's why when you look at the success of receivers in the NFL, so many SEC receivers are just killing it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, is that kind of what your what your experience is? Because they have that experience of running different routes. Mm-hmm. Have an experience of reading somebody off the line and knowing yeah, what your QB because if throw. you if you know concepts already, when you go to the league, the concepts are already there. It's just name something different, right? But if you come from somewhere where all you get is just numbers, and then you go from numbers to words, mm-hmm. that's like a foreign language to some people. Is that why you think the SEC gets some of the best when it comes to just athletic? offensive players because of that like do guys really look at that and go i'd rather go to the sec and have an opportunity to run a pro style offense than go to the like a big 12. i mean it it could help you definitely um being a pro style offense but then again if you go do numbers wherever you at if you at alabama state and you go crazy they're gonna come look at you yeah because obviously you're doing something right right i'm not saying you know the sec is where you should go but it does help as far as playbook wise in the future but some people, some people can adjust. So some people can go to the Pac-12 and come to the league and, and nothing changed. They still balling. So, yeah. I mean, you got to just – I just – as far as weighing your options, the pros and cons, that's how I look at it. Okay. As far as the playbook-wise, what is similar to the NFL and what's going to help you be able to transition to understand ball more. Okay. You go to Georgia. Um, like I said, you had a lot of offers. One of the things I noticed, I always want to look at classes and see mm-hmm. notables – that you have in certain classes that guys come out. And, man, you had some big names mm-hmm. in your in your recruiting class that you had. Um, you had several teammates that you got now in mm-hmm. that class. I saw Taco was in that class. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw Jordan Lewis mm-hmm. was in that class. Zeke mm-hmm. was in that class. And what's crazy, Zeke was 84th. In, in the Rivals.com website, mm-hmm. he was the 84th recruit. Uh, 84th ranked recruit in that class, which is crazy when you think about it now where mm-hmm. he's at in the NFL. Uh, Jalen Smith, Jalen Smith was third in that class. Did you know any of this? Mm-mm. No. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. The crewing process annoyed me. It did? Like, it got to the point where I was like, man, I'm about to commit because I'm tired of answering these phone calls asking, getting asked the same question. I could imagine because you're getting letters, you're getting phone calls, you're getting all kinds of things. And the, the way it happens is like, it'll be Sunday a random reporter will call and be like, hey, just want to catch up with you, you know. Wonder what's your top five? You taking any visits? You could be like, yeah, Alabama, Georgia, Auburn, blah, 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 my top five. And I'm going on a visit. Boom, that article release 
and they see it, 10 more people calling. 10 more people calling. Why 10 more you? schools calling? No, you? 10 more reporters oh, calling reporters. to ask the same question. Yeah. They're going to ask me the same exact question that this man just asked me on the article. Yeah. So you had that happen a lot. Yeah, and it, it, I mean, just as a player, like, it, it's annoying because, I mean, if I already said it once or twice, why are you going to ask me the same question five times in a row? At least space it out. Don't all call me the same day. Do, do you think, though, the kids nowadays, because I don't think it was as much when you were coming out, because now, you know, you see the, tw- the Twitter uh, mentions that they have as mm-hmm. far as who their top seven is or their top five. Like, do you think the kids nowadays, though, like that attention? Oh yeah, I mean, it was it was it, different, right? When you came yeah, up, it, than it, what was it was way now. different when I came in. Not saying I'm that much older, but now if you got that hype behind you, college is gonna be easy for you. Yeah. If you got you know people who come in, they tweeting uh, dog nation or whatever their little slogan is, whatever yeah. nation it is, they come in, they got them followers, they got them fans behind them, like. Ball gonna be real easy for them. I mean, it's crazy because they got the hype behind them. It's crazy now what I see. Like kids are making video, like movies, announcing mm-hmm. where they're gonna go to college. Mm-hmm. I've just that was I don't know. I mean, it's entertaining. It's entertaining to watch, but it's just crazy how how into it they get in relation to making their announcement as opposed to, you know, I'm sure when you did it, you was sit at a table. Did you do the sit at a table thing and Man, do the hat I'm not and all that? I call I. I probably called Mark Rick on a Sunday or Monday, like, "Yo, Coach, Coach Mark Rick, I'm committing. That, done. That's how I'm gonna come in. So you didn't he do was, you he, didn't he, do anything. He was table. eating. He kind of like choked, like, <coughs> like, huh? <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I'm committing. Like, I want to be a want to be a bulldog. I'm done with that recruiting process." How far out before you graduated did you do that? I did it uh, like the summer going into my Your senior year. year, so like June, July. So you didn't even have to do any of that. Your, your, while you were playing, you were done. No, I was done. And you know, they asked, you know, are you going to change your mind, take any visits? And my, my head coach was like, nah, we're not doing no other official visits if you committed because it creates controversy between schools. Yeah. Like, somebody may back out because you committed and now you changed up. Nah, we ain't going to offer you no more. Yeah. And you just, you just never know how that goes. So, if you're going to commit, you know, stick with it. If not, then keep your options open. At that point, was it a verbal? It was just a verbal. Yeah, it's commit, verbal. Right? It, it's never official until you sign that that paper. That, until the, until they send the official and you sign and fax it back to them. Do you still have schools, even though you had the verbal, still reach uh, out yeah, to they, you? They they'll reach out to you know you you think about switching over or you know, or they send you letters and stuff how yeah. it goes. So they definitely keep trying. Do they do they do any of the? Are you sure you want to go there because they do this or they won't do that? Like, does anybody when in the recruiting process did anybody do that to you? You know, like, not necessarily talk bad about another school, but just say, hey, if you go there, this is not going to happen like it would here. I mean. You don't have school, to give names. No, my but high just, school coach was Jacquez Green. He was a great at Florida. So yeah. a lot of people was like, man, that boy going to Florida. Like, And I ain't going to lie, I didn't want to go to Florida. But yeah. it had all those coaching changes. and What what was the change at that point? I forget. Charlie Wise had left. Okay. So once he left. I can't even tell you who was the next because they had like eight of them after yeah, that. So yeah, I can't even tell you. Yeah. And so, I mean, I really feel like I dodged the bullet, honestly. Yeah. Because once he left, they kind of took my offer back. Oh, so, really? Yeah. And they told me to come to a camp to show them I could play and they'll offer me again. I went to the camp and I just, I was just chilling with my coach because we had to take some other people with him. I didn't work out. Would you have gone to Florida if Wet Weiss had stayed? Oh, yeah, I definitely would have gone to Florida. It, was, it that, was it that system that they run? That's what you liked? 
Was it a yeah. system or just a school? Man, that was right. That was after. That's when Florida was hot. That's when Percy Harvin and them boys came out. Chris Rainey, Jeff Dimps. That's yeah, I'm when, trying to think who that. Who was the QB around then at that time? Tebow. Oh, it was Tebow time. Yeah, yeah I think I, I, I probably. I was like 2008. When Tebow fans like 11, yeah. 10 somewhere up in yeah. there, and I was coming out in 13. So I don't okay. know who the quarterback was right then, but yeah. Florida was still. It was hot. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to Florida. It's like, what, two hours from home. My parents can make the drive. Yeah. Like, why not? That's that's a Florida that's a Florida boy dream to go to Florida. Absolutely. Just like Texas. Everybody want to go to Texas. Well, like, it doesn't seem like everybody want to go to Texas now. Well, now, but back then when Vince Young was running, yeah. all right. <laughs> okay. Well, guess, yeah, that, well, no, that was that was, that was was way before then. But, um, yeah, it, well, how far was Athens from Tallahassee? Five hours. So Athens, for those that don't know, University of Georgia is in Athens, Georgia, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so how how far was it from Tallahassee? About five hours. Okay, so it's a good drive, but it's yeah, not. But it's two, not too two bad. Two compared to five, it's not too bad. You can make a day trip. Two hours from Tallahassee to Gainesville. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So you you pick Georgia, um, Georgia, just because of the kind of offense they ran compared to who else you were looking at at the time. Is that right? Say it again. You picked Georgia because the kind of offense they were running. Mm-hmm. You like that pro style mm-hmm. offense. Did you think whenever you went there, you said, "Okay, I'm going to get a certain number of balls my way. I'm going to get a certain number of catches." Did you? I didn't think that way. I was just like, "Man, I'm trying to come, come on the scene and play right away." Yeah. The rest will happen. Did they give you any assurances when you came on? Hey, you're going to play right away. You're going to. You're going to. Nah, they they never sold me a dream like that. They just told me, you know, you come and you work hard. We can definitely see you playing here. Okay. All right. And then I just took that and ran with it. Okay. Who was the receivers coach that you liked so much there when you were at Georgia? Tony Ball. How long did he stay all the way through Rick? Did he stay I was through? There, I had him for two years. Okay. What happened to him? He ended up our offensive coordinator got the head coach job at I think Colorado State, Mike Bobo. Bobo, yeah. Yeah. And Tony Ball ended up going to LSU. Okay. And then we had Schottenheimer. Uh, yeah, Schottenheimer. Yeah, and then we had Brian McClendon, the running back coach, went the receiver. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I had him two years. No, I had him one year because my senior year, I think he went to South Carolina, and then we had James Coley, who was the OC now at Georgia, who was the receiver coach. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. How's that having a running backs coach transfer to receiver? I mean, he played receiver, so it oh, wasn't okay. even like he was new to the position. Right. Okay. How was it playing for Kirby Smart? Did you like it? Yeah, Kirby, cool. Kirby, he all about football. So, football, if you want to be about football, go to Kirby Smart. <laughs> he all about football. <laughs> that dude was serious, I bet. Mm-hmm. I mean, he looks serious when he's on the sideline. Like that Yeah, dude he, looks, he definitely into it like he playing. Yeah. Like, you're going to feel his energy and his passion when he's talking to you and when he's coaching. Did you feel like he brought a lot of Alabama to your program? Oh, he definitely or? did. Yeah. Um, soon as Jimmy Pruitt came over there, it was that program was Pruitt, already changing. What did he do? Strength and conditioning. Defense, defensive coordinator. Defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. He came over there, and after that, Kirby Smart came and he brought uh, some players from Bama. So it was definitely turned into that program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, from that point. Well, your first, I think his first, your senior year, y'all were eight and five. I think mm-hmm. is that what I saw? Yeah. So you didn't win right away. Oh nah. I mean, you won. You had a winning record, but I mean, it wasn't like you came in and just started yeah. turning the program over. Yeah, yeah. Basically, that's that's all it was. was he just had to get under, get a year in the system, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How was it playing at Athens? How was it playing at that stadium, Sanford Stadium, right? 
Yeah, it's about 90s, 2000, yeah, 96, 92, 90, somewhere up in there. Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty cool. Pretty I, I cool. Mean, I, I like, mean, pretty cool playing I in front of 93,000 people. I love playing people. in front of a lot of people. I mean, that, I, I bet that was just, I mean, at least when you watch it and you see it on TV, it just looks like mm-hmm. it's It looks like it's nuts. I mean, it looks like it's, especially on big time games. Yeah, this crowd can, crowd get crazy. Crowd noise is definitely an effect in the game. Yeah. You say y'all ran a pro-style offense. When I was looking at your offense and I was looking at your history there, I didn't see until probably your senior year, I guess. Mm-hmm. Y'all kind of transferring around and shuffling around quarterbacks quite a bit. Yeah, I had four quarterbacks my my uh, time at Georgia. Yeah. And Murray, Hudson Mason, Grayson Lambert, and Jacob Easy. So Murray was there your freshman year. Mm-hmm. He, he, but he wasn't there your sophomore year, though. Mm-hmm. He was. That was his last year, my freshman year. Okay. And even then, I was looking at his – well, I guess when you compare it to what it is now, the way everybody throws the ball around. But Mm -hmm. there I think it was like 2,000-something yards, a little bit over 2,000 yards, which nowadays you compare it. I mean, that's really not – that's really not high compared to what it is nowadays, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, because y'all have from now – We had – man, you forgot about the monsters we had in the backfield. That's why. Well, that's it. You play play with Gurley. Gurley, Keith Marshall, Chubb, Sony. Sony Mitchell, yeah. Hey, they getting them to they getting they touches. Well, that's why I saw I, saw, I think I saw one year y'all had it to where I think y'all they ran for more yards than they passed. Mm-hmm. I think it was your junior year. Yep. Junior or senior, I can't remember which one. But I mean, you had some highlights though. You had some high Oh, you know what? One thing I also forgot to say, you won the relay, state relay in mm-hmm. high school, right? Mm-hmm. 4 by 100. Yep. That sprinter stuff. Yeah. That's good, man. That's real good. I, you know what? You wouldn't believe it, but I ran the sprint relay in, in school. The sprint relay? First leg. Okay. First leg. The sprint relay or the four by one? Four by one. Okay. Four by one. Well, that's what it is, right? The you got the sprint quarter, medley relay, quarter, which is quarter. like 400, 800, 100, 200. Just like a crazy little relay they got. I didn't know if you were talking about that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, well I was the first leg. Okay. So I did the first. I did the, the first, first curve. Yeah, first four by curve. one. Yeah. yeah. Everybody run 100. Yep. Yep. That was back in the day when I used to have some speed. Now I don't have speed no more. <laughs> but that was back in the day, though. So... Pro style, you had uh, uh, Mark Rick, freshman, sophomore, and junior. When you had a coach that leaves like that, is that – are you like, man, Rick is leaving? Or were you like, oh, you know, going to the next coach? Like, what, what was your, what's your feeling when you have a coaching change like that? I mean, it's – I mean, because he's the one that recruited you. you. So, I mean, I'm yeah. sure you'd have a little bit of, of disappointment or something like that. I mean, me personally, I was thinking like, dang, he, this man got fired. Like what? What is he gonna do now? As far as income for his family, like forget football. Like this man still got to feed you. his family. Good for but you. once he once I once we knew he was going to Miami, I'm like, oh, he good. He went to Miami. Yeah, he went to Miami immediately, right? Yeah. Like, he or did he have a us, year off? He, nah, he talked to us, and I think the next day he was out of there. Oh really? Yeah. So he was going. Cause he was supposed to. He was gonna coach the bowl game with us, and then when he got the Miami coaching job, he he didn't do it. Was there any part of you that? wanted to go with him was there any part of that or you just wanted to stick it out no i was just gonna stick it out that time i already knew what i had to do but you had some guys this i don't know D- does he bring that up as far as like hey guys anybody want to come with me does that oh, conversation nah, happen nah because that that might be an NCAA violation knowing I, see, how that know. system work i don't know that's man yeah yeah you know how that go okay <laughs> so he, he's just going and did you have some guys that leave to go with him that transferred with him, do you know? Nah, he took. Uh, I think one of the two or the strength coaches went, but that was it. Not. I don't think no players had transferred to Miami. 
Not that I, not that I, re- I remember. Well, because really at the time, Georgia, Miami is kind of on – I would I would probably consider at the time Georgia's a little bit more up here and Miami was a little bit more down here as far as just talent and, and team and all that. Like Miami hasn't been feeling it like they have, you know, back in the 80s and 90s. Oh, no, nah, back then they – back then Miami – like Miami, was Miami was dangerous back crazy. in the day. Well, yeah. and even, even in the early 2000s, whenever uh, Coker was there, I mean, they won it, I think, in 2001. Miami won national. You know, that's when they had Andre Johnson, yeah. and they had, uh, I think they had McGahee, Dorsey. Like, they had yeah, a they, they, they were loaded. I, it was once upon a time I had wanted to go to Miami, but my dad wasn't going to let me go down there. No? Mm-mm. Why not? He said I'd get in trouble down there. <laughs> <laughs> Miami's not, you know, I, I've never been to Miami, so I, I don't. Have been, uh, you should definitely go. I, I don't know. I don't know what's <laughs> down in Miami. should definitely go to Miami. I got to tell you, man, one of the things I noticed uh, when I was looking at your your uh, Georgia experience, you know, I'm a, I'm a UT guy. I, I love UT. I didn't go, though. I mean, I had family that went, and mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a long story. But I went to University of North Texas. Okay. And I think your first ever – Reception yeah. at Georgia mm-hmm. was a 98-yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. You remember that play? Mm-hmm. What was it? What was the play that y'all called? Demon. Demon. Mm-hmm. What was it's your a route? Double post concept. What was your route? You're supposed a to post. Run? A post. Mm-hmm. And he just hit you on a post, and that mm-hmm. was it. I'm. I kid you not. I'm on the sideline talking to a teammate, and the coach is like, "Reggie, get in." I'm like, all right. And was like, we. He's like, we gonna. You run a post, and he gonna throw it to you. I said, all right. Went out there. Were you the primary read on that play? I was, I was the only receiver in the game. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what, tight they had ends. They had tight a, ends. Okay. Mm, D- only double tight end and you out on the side? Yeah. Okay, out wide? No, it was actually three tight ends. Okay. Wow. Did they and run a the play fake? Back. Yeah, it was play fake to Todd Gurley, and I ran a post. And you were gone. Mm-hmm. 98. I, I think I saw it's still the, it's the longest pass play still mm-hmm. in Georgia history. And that was your first catch. My first catch. First game, first catch. Second game, first catch. Second game, first catch. All right. So, and yeah, I saw you were the SEC freshman of the week that week. Mm-hmm. You had, let me see if I remember, if I have it down here. You had 134 yards for that game. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good start mm-hmm. as far as starting off at Georgia, that 98 yards. But it was against my alma mater, North mm-hmm. Texas. So, I'm sure we got our butts beat in that game. I can't I mean, remember exactly. North Texas had some players. They, they scored. Man, I tell you what, they would go into a program, like they they would go into the school, and like for the first half, it'd be real competitive. Mm-hmm. And then the second half, they just get just blown away. Most teams that, like small schools that play big schools, they usually don't have enough depth to well, yeah. keep up. Yeah. So they start us in the whole time. So they getting tired while we could just rotate. Well, and they're hype. I mean, yeah. they're, you know, it's, they're in Athens, Georgia, playing University of Georgia. They're hyped up. They're, mm-hmm. they're ready to get into it. And then you, 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 Get that first half, your adrenaline's pumping, you're you're ready to mm-hmm. go, and then the second half, you just yeah. I can't remember, but I I can't remember what y'all beat them, but y'all killed them that that uh, that game. Um, Ten and three record your first year. Uh, uh, well, no, I think you know eight and five record your first mm-hmm. year. SEC freshman of the week, um, and then sophomore year. I, I I can't remember how many games you played in on your freshman year. Sophomore year, you played in thirteen games. Said all your receptions were for first downs your sophomore mm-hmm. year. I'm sure I'm probably telling you stuff you didn't know. Did you know I, any of that? I had a friend tell me that. I was like, bro, I ain't even know that. All your <laughs> receptions were for first downs your sophomore year. Um, you did kickoff and punt returns. Mm-hmm. Anyone you like more than the other? Kick return. Why kick return? Because kick return is just 
I catch the ball and then I just read blocks. Punt return, I got to manage the game. I got to make sure, do I have enough time to catch the ball? If I don't, I got to make sure my teammates don't get hit with the ball. I got to make sure I got enough time to catch the ball and make a move, a fair catch. Like, it's it's just, it's a lot that goes into that besides just catching the ball back there and returning it. Kickoff, you just catch it and run. Catch it and run. If it's too deep, let it go. Well, plus on a punt return, you're back there pretty much all by yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times, what was your fair catch rule? Did you have a you rule for yourself where if you if you see something or you see guys at a certain distance, you call fair catch? Basically, as if you don't have time to do anything or if your teammate about to run into you. Yeah. But, you know, at, at a certain point of time, you don't know. You focus on the ball now. I'm right. hoping he don't run into me, but it's just it's a lot that go into it. I did punt returns in high school. They just told me, they said, because I could catch. Mm-hmm. So they said, catch it. Just don't worry about running it. Just catch it. Because, like, I just, I, I don't know. They, I guess they didn't want me to run with it. They just wanted me to catch it. They said, just catch it. Just call fair catch. That's all mm-hmm. we care about, you catching it. When they wanted to punt to be caught, they had me out there. So uh, you had Mason. I think so. Hudson Mason mm-hmm. as a QB your sophomore mm-hmm. year. Um, junior year, you're playing 13 games. Uh, top kickoff returner. Punt returns. Uh, SCT's, SEC special teams. Player of the week. You remember that? Against Tennessee. Mm-hmm. You killed it against Tennessee that game. I ain't killed it enough. You ran it back for a touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. A punt. Ran a punt back for a touchdown. Caught one for a touchdown and dropped a touchdown. You dropped a touchdown? Yeah. Uh-oh, what happened there? Too easy. I was ready to turn up in the end zone. Was it a over the shoulder? Over was the it shoulder? A, oh, okay. It was a post. Okay. Mm-hmm. Were you just thinking about the end zone? I was in the end zone. Oh, you were in the end zone. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And I'm, that game, I had three catches for 101 yards. I had a punt return for like 75. Yeah. I probably finished that game for like probably four catches, about 160 somewhere up in there. I think that was the game I saw. Um, as far as your all-purpose yards, you had 244 mm-hmm. all-purpose yards versus them. Mm-hmm. That's a good game, man. It could have been better. So this was in Tennessee or was mm-hmm. it in Georgia? It was in Tennessee. So you were in Knoxville. 110,000. What's it like playing there? That's crazy. That's nuts. Yeah, that's, that's I love that atmosphere. Was it just loud the whole game? whole game. Is it intimidating when you play in a situation it's like so that? It's so loud that we don't huddle. Y'all, didn't, y'all just call plays at the line? They Give us signals. Okay. It, does, that home, does that really matter? Home field advantage. You know how they say home field advantage. Yeah, the momentum, crowd, it helps yeah. with momentum. Does that, so mm-hmm. that, that really affects, as a visiting player, does that affect you? Like, do you I go, mean, the, no? Mm-hmm. Does it affect some of the guys that you play with, you think? I mean, if it does, I wouldn't know. They got a great way of hiding it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But home field, because you, you, you hear that a lot when it comes to football especially. Mm-hmm. You're going on the road. You're on the road. It's tougher on the road. I mean, is that is that just what people that don't really play just think that it's tougher for you on the road? Is it is a road game for you the same as a home game? Just as far as your concentration, your focus, your energy. I mean, for me, it's just like any other game. I think some people just make it more complicated than what it is. Okay. The only thing different is you don't have that many fans there. So it's no different for you. Yeah, I mean, the home team probably get away with more calls, but that's in any sport at any home field. Think the home field affects the refs' calls? I'm pretty sure. I do. <laughs> and I'm, I'm pretty sure it does. I think so. But, I mean, you know, at the same time, if we, we still got to go out there and play. If somebody beating the mess out of you, I mean, they can't call a flag on every single play. I think so. <laughs> I, I think when a referee's in a game and they're at a home stadium and they see something that's 
marginal mm. as far as yeah because yeah. they know what the reaction is going to be yeah and they don't want to get they're human mm-hmm. they, they don't want to get booed you know as, as anybody yeah <laughs> I, so as yeah I, I think absolutely it affects it for but sure you know coaches always tell you if you beat the mess out of them it don't matter what they call so <laughs> that's true you went to a bowl did you go to a bowl game all four years mm-hmm. so you play at the uh you played sophomore year. I, I didn't get uh, freshman year. Sophomore year, you played Louisville in the Belt Bowl and won it. Uh, Penn State in the Tax Slayer Bowl your junior year mm-hmm. and won. And then senior year, you played TCU in the Liberty Bowl and won. Yeah, my freshman year, we played Nebraska. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. You played Nebraska. Right, we played, Y'all yeah. lost that game, though, right? Yeah, we lost that game, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How is it going to bowls? Is it, as cra- cool is it awesome? As, is it it's as a awesome? cool experience, depending on which one you go to. Yeah, and I mean, at that time, the coaches they try to make it where it's like it's business. Like we still playing football, but most people they just going to have fun now because they know they're not in the championship. So, I know I had a guy that I played with that went to University of Texas, and mm-hmm. they would go to bowl games. Do they? When you go to bowl games as a player, is it is it fun for you to go? Like, do they give y'all? They give y'all merchandise, mm-hmm. and they give y'all per diems, and they give you yep. all kinds of stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fun doing that. Yeah, I'm sure as a college fun. kid, being able to go money. and stay. And, and, and depending and, on what bowl you get, you get certain, you get different kinds of gifts. Do you remember which bowl was the best as far as the gifts you got? Um, nah, we ain't go to no crazy bowl like that. I think we went to the Tax Slayer Bowl. So I think they gave us like a book bag, a duffel bag. And we had some experience on the beach. We went there twice. We went to Tennessee. Who was in Tennessee? Mm. Memphis. That's when y'all did the Liberty it was Bowl, the, right? It was the uh, Bass Pro Shop. <laughs> it's like the biggest Bass Pro Shop or whatever. Okay. And Y'all got a bunch of stuff from there? I mean, it gave us, like, discounts and stuff. But, yeah. you know, if you don't fish and hunt, that's not really your type of store. No. And then we went to the Belt Bowl, the one in North Carolina. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty cool because yeah. it's the biggest belt, I think, in America. So yeah, you can get anything from jewelry, cologne, clothes, suits. Do they lay out the red carpet for you guys? Like anything y'all want, you kind of at your – They give you, like, I want to say a $300 gift card, and then they give you, like, another card. They give you, like, 40% off. It's already around Christmas time, so they already got a crazy sale going on. Yeah. So you getting suits? It's not people getting suits like top, bottom, and shoes for like hundred some dollars. Wow. That normally costs like four, five hundred dollars. I'm sure as a college kid, that's 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 awesome. And people love that. What kind of per diem do they give y'all when you do something like that? I think we had two gift cards. That was two hundred dollars. When we get there, what like a prepaid us, gift card that yeah. you can go? Okay. I think they gave us. Uh, like two fifty, three hundred in cash. But they're feeding y'all too, though, mm-hmm. right? So you don't. Necess- that's just really kind of. And then if you drive compared to you fly, you get more money too. I drove everywhere. So you didn't fly on the on nope. the. Okay. You driving. When you do that, do they? Does the university cover that for you, or is that? So if you fly, you really don't get much money. But like for instance, when we went to Tennessee, a plane ticket from Tennessee to from Tallahassee to Tennessee was like twelve hundred or fifteen hundred dollars. So they gave me fifteen hundred dollars in cash. I filled oh, my truck up and drove. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why? Yeah, absolutely. Because that's. I mean, how how long of a flight is? It? I mean, how long a drive was that? It was like eight hours. Heck yeah! I mean, they're basically paying you that to go drive. Yeah. I see. I didn't know that. I didn't know that they gave you options with mm-hmm. 
I and thought it was just always everybody. How hard hum- is? They'd be like, nah, team, we traveling together. Okay. So, so I mean, if y'all were going across on the West Coast, yeah, that, you'd, you'd be probably fly as a team. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. I don't know they gave you options. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Every time I was driving, I would too. I man. was driving to Jacksonville. That's two hours away. Heck yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, who takes the plane then? Some people take a plane. Some people they, they say I'm not driving. Even if you have a two hour drive, man, I'm I'm driving as soon as the game over. I'm in the truck heading back. Did you have guys go ride with you, or you just rode by yourself? I drove, uh, one time I did. I had uh, Davin Bellamy ride with me. Okay. But that was, um, I think that was in North Carolina. Well, that's surprising. I learned something. I, did, <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought it was always, we're all going to do this this way, or we're all going to do that that way. Um, well, that's how it is at Jordan. It, it could definitely vary at other schools. but When you go to bowls, does Nike, because you are sponsored by Nike, right? How am I? Who? Nike. Sponsored Georgia. Like yeah, they, uh, yeah. So are y'all getting all kinds of gear from Nike when y'all go to bowls, like new shoes or new shirts? We'll or? get like a travel suit, like a Georgia-issued team travel suit. You still have all your stuff from Georgia? Mm-mm. I gave it to my dad and like cousins and friends and stuff. You won't keep any of that? I mean, it was cool while it lasted, but I can't, I don't <laughs> think I'm supposed to be wearing that forever. <laughs> Can you get it anytime you want? Like, could you show up at a Georgia game and they'd be like, hey, what's up, Reggie? Here, let's, here's some Georgia gear. Uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't know. So you have you had been back since you left? I I, I went to the year, the year they went to the uh, national championship. I went to Appalachian State game. It was it was right around the time where preseason ends and the season about to start. So we have like what two days off, I think. Yeah. And I was with the Falcons at the time, so it was only right up the street. Okay. So I just drove down and went to a game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you get to get involved in any of the national championship stuff? Nah, cause no, I, I still, guess you're playing. Yeah, we were still yeah, playing. I guess you're playing. All right, man, so senior year, we're going we're gonna to go through it all. Uh, senior year, your first year with Kirby Smart. I uh, saw you were fourth on the team, all-purpose yards. Uh, you uh, played TCU, like I said, in the Liberty Bowl. And uh, that was kind of a quiet year as far mm-hmm. as for you guys, just total. I mean, it wasn't a lot of, uh, like I said, eight and five. You won a bowl game, but, you know, it was probably, <laughs> as far as the senior year, it was probably a disappointing end to – to how you wanted it to go, right? Probably third or fourth game of the year, I was like, honestly, I just have to, I think my way of getting in the league, I just have to run a fast 40. Yeah. Because I knew I wasn't going to have the stats. That would be mind-blowing to anybody. Is that, when you're when you're involved in that and you're you're realizing when you're playing that I'm not, like you said, I'm not jumping off the page as far as stats go, is that your thought? Like, at that point, you're just trying to figure out what you got to do to get yourself better for the to make it other ways in the NFL. Yeah, um, me coming out at 165, I had to have something. It w- was it disappointing for you? Like, did you think at the end of your Georgia career, did you think, I, I, were you in a different situation than you were when you went into it? Like, were you thinking you were going to have a number of bunch of yards and touchdowns? No, it was and, definitely different. Yeah, it's definitely different. I, I feel like everybody comes in with that mindset, and some people may come and just be like, "Man, I'm trying to get this degree and be done." I've, yeah. I've crossed some people who said that, and that's fine. But me, I was coming in. I'm like, "Man, I'm trying to help my fam back at home, so I'm trying to leave in three if I can." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that and that was that was what your goal was when you started was do what you can to make it to the NFL. Mm-hmm. What percentage do you think of guys that start this? When they get into it, what do you think? Their that's their thought too. Like I'm just gonna get in I here. I honestly feel like it's a hundred percent. 
And then I also, my girlfriend does softball lessons. So mm-hmm. sometimes I go and I be able to talk to the parents. And I talked to one guy who was telling me, like, man, like, you blessed because, lot, like, how many, I don't know, people, I'm just going to throw a number out there, like, 400,000 kids go to college, and then out of those 400,000, only 1% go to the NFL. Yeah. And it's because, one, people get in trouble and get kicked out or get arrested, so you automatically, most likely you're done for. Mm-hmm. And then, two, most people have to drop out to go take care of people back home. Yeah. And then people get injured, and then some people just get to the point where they just like, man, football ran its course for me. What do you think it was at Georgia that happened or didn't happen for you that you you weren't you didn't end it like you thought you were going to whenever you started? What do you think it was? I let a lot of outside factors dis, uh, distract me, and really, I I wasn't I wasn't ready to to be that guy on campus. No, nah, I definitely wasn't ready. So God knew what He was doing. So when you say that, when you say God knew what he was doing, what, what do you think he was setting you up or preparing you for? If if I would have, like, the way I am with my faith now, like, I know for a fact I wouldn't be this close to God if it wasn't for that. I know if I would have just got everything I did in college, if I would have played football the way I know I could play and made the plays I know I could play, I mean, I could make, I, I ain't no telling what I'd be doing right now. What, what was it then that – what was it that changed? Like, what was it, you say you, you, you went through this process, and how did going through that get you to that point where your relationship with God is, is, is closer? Man, so it, every year I was always trying to just, I'm like, man, I'm going to be the guy this year. I'm going to be the guy this year. And then Kevin Beard, I'm talking about, we had football practice, and we like, we talking about the Bible and everything, and the middle of practice. Yeah. And he was telling me, like, you know, God put, God put people through certain things because maybe they're not ready or like what he told me, he was like, because God wants your attention. So that's why he's not going to give you what you want until you give him what he wants. So when he said that, like it always stuck with me. What, and I, I definitely, like just seeing you alone, I made a big change. What? So was this your junior year this happened? No, this is my senior year. It's my last year. Okay. This we, was we, before the season or during this it? This was during. We were probably like five and six at the time. Like. <laughs> And yeah. I'm just like, man, because he could tell, like, I was just over. I was like, man, I'm just ready for this year to be over with. And then, I don't know, he just came, and every day that the conversations got deeper and deeper. Were you looking f- – do you feel like looking back on it now, do you feel like you were looking for a change? Like, were you looking for something to make a change for you in your life? Or were you did – it, did it just come at you and, you know? Um, you- To be honest, I don't know. It's – because KB, that's what we call him, Kevin Beard, he came up to me and he was like, something missing. He was like, because you got all the tools to play, but things not falling in right. So it's obviously something that you that you got to work on. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely God. I'm still working on it now to this day. But Everybody, it was definitely, yeah. yeah, it was definitely, I wasn't putting God first in everything. Like I always was religious, but he wasn't first in everything like he is now so that's what i was going to ask did you grow up in an environment with church yeah, with god mm-hmm. and, and all that yeah uh, my my first school was a private school it was a, it was a christian school yeah mm-hmm. why do you think it took you until you got to college to get to a point where you, you really you really started to pay attention and, and take that serious i, I don't know that's god and his timing yeah. i guess i mean KB, everything just happened in perfect timing. Did like, you know whenever he brought all this up? Did you know? Did you say, "This is, this is the uh, point where I'm gonna make a change, 
from the, from this point out? Or did you kind of evolve into that after uh, that conversation? It was pretty much both. It was pretty much both. Because um, even when I watched KB, like, it, I've never seen KB mad. Not saying that he didn't get mad, but right. I would never see him get mad because he was a uh, quality control. You may know what that is. Quality yeah. control, like you're a general assistant. Right. And I'm talking about they used to treat him like, to treat him like dirt like like he yeah. didn't matter but yeah. he every day he laughed with us played with us joked with us j- like joking like they say something crazy he just smiled and just be like yes sir and just keep it moving like yeah and he was like man i know what god doing with my life there's nothing that they could say to me that could hurt me because my life has already been planned out by god that's good and you know you i'm what i was 20 at the time 21 when i heard this i'm like Damn, like I, I I need to be like that. Right. Like I need to be where, you know, no matter what somebody say to me, it doesn't bother me. I mean, obviously I'm nowhere near how KB is, but right. the way he was, I'm just like, bro, I, I really need I need to get closer to God, not just for that, because one, you know, we only here for a short amount of time, so I need to fulfill my purpose here. Yeah. So that's why all that I feel like all that just happened in perfect timing. That's good, man. That's real good. All right, well, Reggie, I hope you don't mind, man, but uh, my cohort, my co-host, my uh, guy that really, really, I mean, he already bothers me enough as it is, but then he shows up in a Texans jersey. We got my boy Brandon with us. Hey, I had to represent, man. I ain't represent. We're in H-Town, bro. You got it. You got it. Well, that's true. But, I mean, you got a Cowboy fan and you got a Cowboys, Cowboys player, player. Yeah. and you're wearing a Texans jersey. Well, they didn't have a Cowboys jersey in a real man size. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have a. They didn't have an extra, extra, extra. I didn't want to come in here with a schmedium. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for thank you for not doing that. It's that different, different on the practice field with your belly hanging out, but not, <laughs> you can't walk around like that. You you play football, right? You played football in high school. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, you should have. I mean, look at you. I was a little more in shape. I mean, when you work out two days, three three times a day, you have no choice. Yeah. Yeah. You know how much? So what? How how much how much did you weigh in high school? I, when I graduated, I was two fifty, and I'm two ninety five right now. Oh, awesome! I broke three hundred. Nice. Hello. You're losing some weight. I like that. Mm-hmm. Good job, man. I'm proud of you. As, this is what I say: like, it's not cool to be over three hundred pounds unless you're in the NFL. <laughs> you know. I definitely, I hear you on that. One. You know, <laughs> or like a sumo wrestler. Yeah, one that's of those right. two. So Brandon's going to get involved with us now while we talk about the NFL because Brandon really doesn't know. You don't know much about college football, right? No, not 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 really. You went to Georgia, right? Mm-hmm. You're a bulldog. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Okay, I'm proud of you for knowing that. I didn't know you know that. <laughs> well, I just remember when UT yeah. and Georgia played. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that, dude. <laughs> that, that bull. What's it? You're a UT fan. What's the name of the mascot? Bebo. Bebo went after the Uga. little bulldog. Y'all's what's yeah, is her name? Try to, try to tear him up. Is, is there it, a name for the bulldog? Uga. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I'll go That's right. Whatever okay. number they are now. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. was just chilling on the sidelines, like no big deal. Just kind of like sniffing around, looking at the big at that at the uh, yeah. the Longhorn. Yeah. Boy, that man, that Longhorn broke broke free from that grip from yeah. the trainer or whatever, and went right after. Him well, it was dumb back. because Bebo was sitting there. Bebo was just chilling out, yeah, hanging yeah. out, and and they walked the dog over oh, that's what it was yeah yeah and bevo bevo wasn't having he that. was not having that it was a sign of things to come that night for the university of georgia sorry man <laughs> hey, sorry ut had to what it is. ut had to put it in them but uh all right so we're gonna talk about the nfl now definitely you go you go undrafted mm-hmm. you signed as an 
unrestricted free agent, right? Yeah, that, that was a tryout. With the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. How'd that process go for you when it comes through the draft, when it comes through the trying out, when it comes, you know, like, how was that whole process? To my from, like, beginning of the draft? Well, just, you know, when you're, when you're going, when you graduate and you are going through the workouts and you are setting up to try out for teams, did you have any idea, indication, kind of where you were going to be at? Mm-mm. No? Like, nobody said, hey, man, you're probably going to be in the fourth, fifth, sixth. Like, nobody gave you any nah, indication I, there? I already knew I was going undrafted. So you knew when it, whenever the draft started? Mm-hmm. Why, why did you feel that? I didn't have I didn't have enough stat power to get drafted. I mean, if I had got drafted, it would have been because I ran a great 40 in, like, the seventh round. What was your 40? My best was a 4 two, nine. Was that at your pro day or was that at your combine? That was. Did you do I, combine? I didn't do combine. I did okay. pro day. So okay. when I was training with Bomberitos in South Florida, mm-hmm. like he trains probably 20, probably like 30% of the guys there. He trains a lot of people that goes to the combine. Okay. And they actually let him go to the combine. He's on the field with the players, like, you know. Oh, okay. Working with their times and stuff. I got like you. Like recording their times and stuff. Yeah. And so he everything down there is legit, like the. L drill, the three cone, the 40 and everything. Yeah. So my first time just, I was like, when I first went down, I was like, let me just run a 40 to see where I'm at. I clocked four, three, five. So I was like, okay, before I leave here, I'm gonna run four, two something, even if it's a four, two, nine. So like probably a week before I left, we did testing again. I ran four, two, nine. So you uh, ran lazy. that consistently. Yeah. And then at pro day, they got me everywhere from four, two, five, four, two, seven, four, two, eight, four, two, nine. Four three one. That's moving. I mean, just so everybody knows, that's watching or listening. Four two five. That's moving. I mean, the, the well, what's fastest. The fastest? Yeah, I think the fastest at the combine was four two two. That was John Ross. Four two two. Mm-hmm. John Ross. Did you run track in college? Not. Georgia won't let me. Georgia wouldn't let him run track. Oh, so it's just football. Just football. Could do no, a lot football. of a lot of a lot of programs are like that. The one the one year that they let me run, I was working out like two, three times before I went to track practice. Yeah. So I'm I'm running at 6 a.m., lifting at 7. Yeah, you're tired. I mean. And then going to track practice. Yeah. I got tendonitis in both knees. Yeah. Like, I, I, I can't do this. Yeah. Then but, they wanted me to run after spring football, but once spring football ends, track is in SECs or their conference mm-hmm. track meets. Yeah. People are I already miss indoor season. People already clocking 10 O's, 10 ones. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, it's my first meet. Like, mm-hmm. that's, come on. Like, that, that's not realistic. Yeah. I don't even know why they even tried that. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're trying to catch up at that yeah, point. Yeah, it's catch up the whole, the yeah. rest of the time. And then I missed everything. They running year round. And I'm starting in, what is it, April? Yeah. Yeah. The season end in June, July, whenever the Nationals are. Were you running hundreds? Is that what you were doing? I ran 100, 200, 4 by one So, Fastest 100 time? 10-4 in high school. Damn, that's moving. 200. 21-23. I ran the 200 once in high school. <laughs> Made you run. They went, when, um, so I always say I wish I would have stuck with two things. Throwing the discus. Mm-hmm. I w- always got first. I always got the points. If I had two choices, it would have been shot put or discus. So I, I'm 50%. I don't know right. why I couldn't throw. I, couldn't sh- I don't know what was wrong with me in the shot put. But the discus I could, throw, I could throw. My senior year, I dislocated my shoulder a bunch of times, so I couldn't throw because you know it's it's football season in the fall and then track in the spring mm-hmm. but um and then the other thing is i wish i would just instead of trying to be a hero on the offensive line just been the deep snapper 
Do you have a plug in the Cowboys so I can at least yeah, let me try yeah, it out? I'm They've got J.P. Lattisore. He's been on the Cowboys as a deep snapper for a long time. You would no, by no means get that job. He needs a backup. I'm just letting you know. In case he gets hurt. Because, first of all, special teams at practice, they, I don't know if it's like this in the pros, but it's just like, all right, punters, kickers, and deep snappers over there in the corner of the field. And we're just just chilling, you know. It's That's just what like they vacation. do, right? Special, special team, like ten minutes. They just chill out over breaks. there, bro. That would be the easiest check to collect yes. every week. What? Why do you think kickers, deep snappers, and punters stay in the NFL for twenty years? Oh, I know. Look at only, only playing about five plays, uh, five to ten <laughs> plays. Yeah, right. I mean, I'll be on the offensive line and get hit every single play. Yeah, I'm good. Getting rolled up on and double teamed and oh man, man. Yep. man, I salute them boys in the trenches. All right, oh, so yeah. you are you're, you're trying out. So you ran a, a, a four two nine. When you run a four two nine, what are your thoughts when you run that? Are you saying okay, I, that that's I'm I'm well, gonna be, I, I'm gonna I be noticed. that I'm like I'm I'm gonna at least get into minicamp. Yeah, for sure. Okay. When you are going through the process, you get you get contacted. So mm-hmm. through your agent. Who? What teams reach out to you? Man, I had. I can't even remember. It was it was none of the teams that I'm with now. No. None of them. Mm-mm. Atlanta had like a local workout, so it's like all the yeah the team, all the colleges in Georgia that right. go there. Yeah. And I went there, and they liked me, so that that's when they brought me into uh, mini camp. Because once I ran that time at pro day, the coach was like, "Man, you fast." He was like, <laughs> "I ain't gonna lie to you. You weighed in at 159." He was like. If you couldn't run, you would have been done. But the way you running, like you, de- you definitely gonna be in our camp. Are they telling you at that time, we're not gonna draft you, but we're gonna try to get you? Like, are they setting you up for that, or they're just saying, "Hey, we really like you." I mean, you, I mean, you, you usually know. Like most people know if they are gonna get drafted or not. Yeah. Yeah, I caught that vibe a long time ago. What kind of vibe? Like, when you're saying you caught the vibe, what just, kind of vibe is it? Things just not going as planned. Like you know, in order to get drafted, you gotta have stats. Yeah. You don't have stats. You already behind the eight ball. Okay. And I'm undersized, so what's your what's your playing weight now? Right now I'm like five I'm like five eleven, like between one sixty five, one sixty eight. Okay. What's been your heaviest that you've played? Heaviest I ever weighed in my life was one seventy two. Okay. Wow. How long ago was that? My junior year in college. Okay. So it's not a real I mean my dad ran track professional and when he was running, he weighed like my weight now. Yeah. So, I'm not really expecting to be you no know, five eleven, one hundred and eighty five pound receiver. Like that's just not my are, body type. Are teams trying to get you at a particular weight, or you? They just try, and they just it doesn't it just doesn't <laughs> stick. Like some people don't understand that. I'm like I'm, my body just won't hold that weight. Yeah. Did, what goal do they have for you? Did they give you a goal? Um, one team tried one eighty five. 185. I was, I was nowhere near that weight. That's crazy. <laughs> no, there's no way people don't they don't understand that when you're because they they track how much calorie stuff you lose. I'm losing seven five thousand calories at practice to seven thousand. They keep track of that. Yeah. So if I'm losing that much calories, in order to get back to where I was before practice, I got to eat five thousand calories. So if you go to Chick-fil-A and you get your number one, it's approximately 700 calories. So mm-hmm. let's just give it a rough estimate of 1,000 calories. Yeah. You're telling me I got to eat five Chick-fil-A meals right. to get back to where I started, not to gain weight, but to get back to where I started to gain weight. Right. That's unrealistic. Wow. 
you eat one Chick-fil-A meal, you done. And that's it. That's 700 calories. How do they know that you're losing that much? Man, they got all these little straps we wear on our, under our pads or they have it in our shoulder pads. And they're giving you a report at the end of practice? Mm -hmm. Do they have a printed out report that you read and you look at or they just come and they tell you? They have it printed out and to certain people they would go. Like, okay. they'll be like, oh, he's running too much or, you know, stuff wow. like that. Mm -hmm. that. That's pretty specific. You, have you tried? Uh, have you tried drinking a case of beer? <laughs> nah, I, ain't, I don't drink beer. Man. I mean, if it's five thousand. Apparently, because I need to do the opposite. So I mean, I, I think that's something I can help you with. <laughs> yeah, Brandon. Hey, you need to you need to get some weight, Brandon. He 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 he's got. I mean, have you been to uh, any like? You gotta go to you know Colombian Mexican restaurants. Man, I eat five so different carbs on one I, plate. I eat. I, my my brother oh, Muhammad Sanu for the Falcons could vouch for that. Cause I was staying with him when I was at, with the Falcons, and yeah. he had a chef. Oh, okay. He had a chef come there to cook, and I'm eating. Like he, he know, like even the receiver coach was like, "Man, this your this your roommate. Like, why he can't get no weight?" And Muhammad Sanu was like, "Man, that little man can eat. Like, I'm <laughs> I know, cause I'm the one feeding him. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm eating. It just don't stick. I just, just that's why I just be like, well, I don't know what to tell you. I could play football and make plays, but yeah, the weight part, it's just." I mean, that's a good problem to have. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I mean, I'm at the sure end of the day, of your metabolism is fast, man. So what can you do? Nothing. And you're working out all the time. I mean, damn. Yeah. That's what I'm not doing. I'm not working out three times a day. Yeah, that's or else, it. Or that's I'd it. be about 180. That's it. Yeah, that's it. You're right. That's all you got to do, man. Yeah, do that. Let me know how that goes. That's all you got to do. Just go work out. So speaking of that, um, I, I had to ask you, man, like wh how good the food's got to be amazing, though, right? Like, how is the food like the I mean, it's, that they, they, they got everything you want, everything you need. Because like Literally. the Texans talk about they had their um, they had their nutritionist. They, they have a new one now mm -hmm. that came last season. And he's real like strict on what everybody eats. And mm -hmm. I don't know, just the portion sizes and this and that. Is it the same thing? I mean, is that like a big a big deal because I mean they're not gonna just have fried chicken and macaroni and cheese oh, nah. it's, like Luby's like if you I mean from what I've seen like if people are close to like a weight that they're not supposed to be at like they'll make sure like you know you can't eat too much of that or you gotta watch this you gotta watch that or like certain players they'll be like he's on a certain diet or something like that yeah, and, and most people in the league they know like okay I can't eat too much of this because I'd be overweight and some you get fined if you're overweight yeah there probably a lot of like meal replacements and shakes too, huh? And stuff like that. Yeah, but shakes, that, that's not the way to go. I'm not shake. Well, at least for me, it's not the way to go. <laughs> yeah. Because I had a shake that had 2,000 calories in it, and I'd drink it and I'd be full because I just drank 2,000 calories, calories. And now you expect me to go eat a meal on top of that? Your body just won't let you do it. Yeah. Are you going to feel sick? Yeah. Is, is that what your problem is? You just drink too many shakes? <laughs> Yeah, it was like, I'm going to drink this Slim Fast <laughs> with this burger. Like, like, like it's a chocolate shake, you know? And they equaling out. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, that's, that's, that's the problem, right? Just cut out on the shakes. I'm not a sweets guy, but I mean, I'm telling you, man. Don't, did I tell you I got food poisoning from Popeye's the other day? Yes, but I, we don't have to talk about I'm that just, right now. I'm just saying, in general, I make some bad decisions. <laughs> I was. I don't even know why I did that. I was not supposed to be eating that. No. My doctor doesn't watch our podcast, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I got. A, I got a message from him. He said, uh, "I mean, you were like non-contact for Dude, two days." I thought I was gonna die. That's why. Yeah. I. I seriously. I should probably have it more often because I didn't eat or drink anything for like two days. 
<laughs> my girl was even like, oh, your stomach's flat. And I was like, well, nah, come on now. She didn't say that, did she? She literally did. I was like, well, first of all, you're blind. <laughs> Need some new glasses. All right. It's flatter. Let's get bad. let's get back to uh, Reggie now. My bad. It's all good. All right. So you're on you're on Atlanta's team. Mm-hmm. W- what are your thoughts on making a squad? Man, I was just at that at that time. Once I actually signed a contract because I was a tryout. So when you're a tryout, you just get one sheet of paper. That's basically saying you a tryout and you are here. Basically, if you get hurt, that's you on your own. That's basically what the paper said. It's like a waiver. So when I actually got the contract at that point, I was like, man, if I make the team, that's great. And uh, practice squad is good too. Either or, either or, I'm okay with. So that's yeah. what I was just trying to do and just trying to get film. So if Atlanta didn't pick me up, I can go to another team. Is that what you're doing at that point? Are you preparing? What it is. Are you preparing yourself just to make good film for other people? That's basically what it is. So you're not even thinking about necessarily making a squad. I mean, I mean of course that's your goal, squad, but I mean, but you're also thinking you about that. You do know, like, if they don't keep you, like, and the coaches will tell you, like. Just because you don't make it here don't mean you can't make it somewhere else. Yeah. Well, you so. watch that. Well, you. I'm sure you do. But people watch the hard knocks. Hard knocks mm-hmm. is that's their that's their and, and that's, that's their line. Right. And that's what they that's what they do. So you were I saw you were waived on on nine two. So is that right when the season's about to start? Mm-hmm. Like you were one of the last cuts. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I got cleaned out waivers of Cleveland. How, how's that? How's that conversation? Tomorrow when you get waived. Yeah. But did they just is it waved like what they show when on claim. when you get waived? Like is that what they do on the I think on the it's hard knocks? They do on the show. They they be like, coach want to talk to you in his office, bring your iPad or playbook. Yeah. And you go up there and they be like, hey, you know, if you did good, you did good. If you weren't developing how they wanted you to, they'll tell you, you know, you're not developing. But they told me I lost in the numbers game. So what people don't know is at each you don't have 53 people. On mm-hmm. the active roster, right, and the way you get your money is by being on the active roster. So you can sign a five-year, one hundred and fifty million dollar contract, but if you don't make the active roster, you don't get it. But I mean, that's not gonna happen. But right. even like my my from me, I signed a base contract, but I didn't make the active roster, so I didn't get that money. Okay. So that's how you make the money. But when they tell you you lose a numbers game, for instance, I think they keep like five or six old linemen five or six receivers depending on where you are six seven dbs maybe two quarterbacks maybe three you know in all those positions add up to 53 mm-hmm. and then on sunday only 46 dress out mm. so once you make the 50 man all right you're trying to be a guy who could dress out right so it's it's a lot of things that go into it but once they tell you, you know you lost in the numbers game but we're gonna try to bring you on practice squad so you know you happy to hear that because practice squad is they develop you and they could move you up if they have an injury or another team could claim you off practice way off practice squad right so but you got to clear a 24-hour period once you get waived mm-hmm. so the 23rd hour in the 59 minute cleveland browns claim you off waivers wow this is wow that's yeah. crazy so at 11 59 and i cleared at 12 <laughs> they claim me okay so i went to cleveland and i was there for three weeks and then they released me. I didn't dress out. I was supposed to dress out one week, and they ended up cutting me that Friday because they, st- they told me, um, you're new right now, and we need somebody who knows a playbook who can help us win this division game. And I was like, all right. And then I packed my stuff up and left. What, did they bring somebody from an it was somebody that was there before. I think he was there the, I think he was there the year before. Okay. And they had brought him back. 
Is this he, is this when they have Hugh Jackson? Mm-hmm. Okay. And at that point, is Landry on that team at that point? Mm-mm. Jarvis Landry, he's mm-hmm. not on that team. Nah. So it was Corey Coleman, Kenny Britt, um, Rashard Higgins, who they have now. They didn't I'm, have. Uh, I can't remember his name from Baylor. Corey Coleman. Yeah, they had him. Well, no, there was another one. They had, I, I can't. Uh, Gordon. They didn't have Josh Gordon, did they, on the squad at that time? Uh-uh, he, I think he was suspended then. That I was think. the time he was mm-hmm. suspended. I think so. Okay. Did you think you had a Did you think you had an opportunity to really make that team get on yeah, get I on did. and play when you got there? Yeah, I did. Yeah. But it just didn't work out, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You from there, then you go back to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think when you go back to Atlanta? I went back to Atlanta. I was like, I already know what to expect here, so I'm yeah. You com- you're not comfortable, but you're comfortable with the situation you're in. Playbook, yeah. the coaches, mm-hmm. the system, yeah. all that. How Instead was of going to a whole new state and have to get apartment, ship vehicles up there. That's what I was gonna say. You that. you were already living in, in Atlanta at this time, right? Basically, because Georgia was, was forty five minutes yeah. from Flowery Branch. Right. So yeah. And how how does that work? And when you're making those moves like that, as far as your residential situation, like, do you actually have a place that's yours at that point, or are you just kind of wherever? Like when you first go to a new team. Yeah, but I mean, now when you're going you from Atlanta to Cleveland to... Now they like, put you in a hotel for a couple of days, and then after a couple of days, you're on your own. Yeah. You, know, you got to find your own spot to pay for the hotel on your own. Okay. And all that goes into play. You go to Atlanta, uh, trying out there. Matt Ryan, how was it catching a ball from Matt Ryan? That's cool. Matt Ryan, he, he all about business. So if... If you're not on your place, he will definitely be let it be known. Is he? He doesn't seem like it. Is he a barker? Like, is he like getting on you, or is he just real kind of be here, be there, be here, be there? And then if he does get on you, it's right then and there. And then he'll be like, "Let's go!" And then you go, he gone. So he's a supportive guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's somebody that points you in the right direction and get get you going. So, yeah, but then sometimes where he be like, "Hey, you you are a pro, be a pro. You supposed to know this." Yeah. So I just try to never be that guy. Do you like that? I mean, how do you like to be – how do you like for somebody to react to you as far as on a quarterback position and how they treat you? Just come talk to me. Like, you don't have to make a big scene in front of the coaches and all that because yeah. some people, that's disrespect. Like, sure. now it's it's like I'm, I'm still a, I'm a grown man like you are. I pay taxes just like you do. So, like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, respect, yeah. like talk to me like, like, you, like you got respect because right. obviously you're in a higher position than me, but – you want to talk to a random person outside of football like that. Yeah. And it's like dropping you in the grease, too. It's yeah, like, like. Don't call me out in front of everybody. It's like, yeah, pull right. me to the side or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's that's another thing that. And some it's some people will tell you straight up. They don't care. Like, listen, bro. They'll they, they be like, bro, this, don't let football get beside you. Like, yeah. you know, some some people brought up different. They they not they not with that talking crazy. Right. I just And some people got to realize that. You know, it, you always hear these stories about how all these guys are, and that's that's why I wanted to have these conversations with you because mm-hmm. it's it's different whenever you're actually involved in it and doing mm-hmm. it. And when you see a guy like Mike Ryan, he looks real stoic. Like he mm-hmm. looks like a dude who just he's he's not screaming and hollering and pointing and being oh, nah, being crazy he, like that. He'll pull you to the side and let you know, or if it's like in the middle of the play, he'll come give you his like constructive criticism, and then that's that. Okay. You're at Atlanta. Uh, 
what's I had I wanted to ask you what's a reserve future contract? What is that? I, I saw that they signed you to something Basically, like that. Basically, we signed you to a two-year deal, and that's that. Do you see any money from that contract? Mm-mm. No. Nope. So what what are they signing you for? What what's the purpose just of on, that? Basically, you on contract. So, like, if you make the team, you make this. It's just like any other contract. But at that point, you're, at mm-hmm. that point, you're you're on the practice squad, though. No, nah, because once they sign you to reserve, that's when they sign. That's when like it'll probably be like 50, 40 players on the team, and then they go through the draft, and then they bring it to ninety. Okay. And then you go on a training camp with ninety. Okay. And then after preseason, they cut it down to fifty three, and then. 10 people going practice squad so it's a total of 63 players on the roster okay all right you do that then you go to philly and you're on the practice squad at philly mm-hmm. how was it at philly um philly was cool and i mean i knew a couple of the people there and it just didn't work out yeah it just didn't work out numbers game so you leave philly and you go to dallas mm-hmm. greatest place on earth <laughs> <laughs> which is where you're at right now mm-hmm What's your feelings on Dallas? What's your feelings that, that's on? That's a cool spot. It, I mean, it was different going from obviously organization organization, but Dallas a cool spot. What's that star like? The star, the star is cool, and Dallas got a big fan base. Not saying other teams don't, but like from what people are telling me, they got a big fan base. So like, if you go, no matter where you go, it's always gonna be Dallas fans there. Mm-hmm. So you can go to California and do a signing. And you're going to make good money out there. You know, if you get to that part of your career where you can go places and sign stuff for money. Right. Even if you go to California, you're going to make good money because there's going to be fans there. I right. say Dallas fans everywhere. So, I mean, if you're looking at it as that for a business standpoint, then that's good. Well, I mean, when, when you're the greatest organization on the face of the earth, I mean, you're going to have a lot of fans at a lot of places. Well, one thing, too, is like, you know, say, for example, San Antonio, El Paso, the Valley, all those those smaller cities don't have uh, you know don't have a home team they're all cowboys fans mm. i mean that's what's crazy like texas is so big and then houston didn't have a team for a long time mm-hmm. when the oilers left even houston houston people that lived in houston became cowboys fans mm. so now in houston there's a lot of division between the cowboys and the texans but i just never jumped on that bandwagon personally but a lot of people did cuz you're a big football fan um, you don't have a home team to root for, and at least they're from Texas, right. right? But I think Jerry Jones does such a good job of marketing that team. I mean, aren't they the most profitable team in the NFL? Yeah, highest mm-hmm. value franchise in the world, yeah. sports franchise in the world. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, soccer, football, basketball, baseball, like highest, highest valued all over the world. What do you think your thoughts are on making a squad for Dallas? I mean, I feel like I got a pretty good shot. I mean, one thing that sticks out with me is speed. So I just try to show them that every day. And then if that can get me on the team, cool. And then that's really what I'm sticking with right now. I'm just trying, I'm trying to stick here because, you know, get my career started instead of still bouncing around. Well, I, th- I think from what I know, at least, of the Cowboys, because I just I know a lot about them, I feel like you're you're in a fairly good spot for, for you because I don't think the Cowboys really have anybody like you. They don't really have anybody – that can beat people over the top like you can. Yeah, I mean, we, we got some people who can run. They still got Tavon Austin. He can run. Amari Cooper can run for a big dude. People don't know that. Amari Cooper, pretty, he pretty solid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as far – well, and I, I know what you're talking about as far as Austin goes, but 
I don't know. Austin's but, kind of a tweener as far as his position. I mean, they put him at running back. They put him yeah, at wide he, receiver. He, he all around. He could do it all. But you've got Cooper, Cobb, and then you've got uh, Michael Gallup. Gallup, yes. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Gallup. And then it's kind of open, right? Yeah. And then they still got, you know, they still had Noah Brown, who played last year. He was a big part of the team. And they got Randall Cobb now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, they got, they got players. It's, I mean, it's going to be a tough battle. It's just like any training camp when you're trying to make it. If you ain't got that big contract, it's a fight every day. And you got to make it not only on the offensive side, but I'm sure special you got to do special yep. teams too. Mm-hmm. Do they have you doing a lot on the special teams right now? Yeah, yeah, pretty much all four phases. So you're you're out there kickoff, mm-hmm. punt, everything. Yep. When you're doing this kind of workouts like you're doing now, do they have you in categories of? Are they just kind of mixing things up? Do they have the first team, the second team? Or are they trying they people got, out? They're mixing everything up, putting okay. people in different spots, see who can do what. Who could be where? Everything. Do they have you in the slot, or do they have you out wide whenever they put you in as far as receiver goes? And all of the above. They put, they have you playing everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because the formation will put you in yeah. different places. Man, I saw you got Cole Beasley's old number, number 11. And I, to be honest, Tavon told me I got that number. I was I was in Georgia working out. It was off season. Yeah. And my, girl was still at, uh, my girlfriend was still at Georgia, so I was with her during the off season and he had FaceTime and he was like, boy, you got the number 11. <laughs> and I was like, for real? He was like, yeah, they had get you number 11. I mean, I was, I was going to ask for it if I could get it, but he told me that I was like, oh, okay. Oh, well, so you just got it. They, yeah, you didn't I just ask got for it. it. I ain't even asked for it. Why were you going to ask for it? I mean, I just wanted a lower number. I think I had 18, I think. I think I had 18. Mm-hmm. And then just one number 11. I don't know. I mean, if I didn't get it, I wasn't going to be upset or anything. But when he told me that, I was like, okay, well, that worked out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, Cole Beasley went away, and now now, oh, you, got, awesome. now you got it. So are you – training camp's next week, right? Or how does yeah, that work? Yeah, start the 26th. So do you actually report that day? I mean, how does that work? Well, if you fly with the team, they leave the 25th. But camp start the 26th. And everybody going to be in Cali in 25th. Okay, gotcha. Oxnard, California. Mm-hmm. Is this your first time being out to Cali like that? No, I've been to California before, but I ain't been to Oxnard, so I guess you could say that, yeah. What's What's the guys told you about Oxnard? I mean, it looks beautiful I mean, whenever say, I see it. They said it was cool. They said it's not bad. So It's not going to be as hot as it would yeah, be Yeah, it can't here. be, yeah. But, I mean, I've been training here in the heat, so it wouldn't be nothing different. Like, That's I good. literally train at 3 o'clock. It, here like, in Houston? To purposely Obviously. be in the heat. In the humidity? Mm-hmm. What brought you to Houston? My girl's family from here. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. You know what part of Houston? Uh, Santa Plantation, Missouri City. Most city? city, as they call Most it. Most city, yeah. baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like I like that. <laughs> what's What's your goal? I mean, I know your goal is to make the team, but what What do you when you go to training camp in a position like you are to make the squad? What do you like? What's your What What are your What's your thought process? Just make plays and. Just do my assignment, really. Do the small things because big things are nothing but a bunch of small things on top of each other. So focus on the small things. Just play ball and have fun. Mm-hmm. Don't try to think too much about it. Not trying, not because I'm a Cowboys fan, but I, I feel like you're, it's going to be a good team, and I think you have opportunity to be a part of. I mean, I'm 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 rooting for you, man. Because I appreciate I, that. I, I think I think the squad. I think team's going to be really good this year. I'm hoping they are. And. Hope you get to be a part of it because it's. I think it could be good. 
Mm-hmm. Just gotta take it day by day and now, just keep working hard. Were you in the practice squad last year? Mm-hmm. It, what's What's it like? Uh, I mean, you, ca- you catch any passes from from old Dak? Not last year. I started. I'm just not catching passes from Dak. I'm Are just you? not catching passes from Dak now. Are last you? year, mm-hmm. he because during that time during the season they working on games, so they're right. not. They trying to work on roster. They gonna run into games. So. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. How right, is so. it with Dak? Do, do you feel like? I mean, how is it? Because you know, they, they you always hear all these things from people that say doesn't have a good deep ball, doesn't make decisions well. It, all these different like when you're in your experience in dealing with them, when you hear that kind of stuff, and then you're actually on the field playing with them, I'm sure it's a much different experience. I mean. If you're not out there, you're not really going to know because when they say he don't have a good deep ball, it's, they probably talking about one bad throw that he threw compared right. to you know, how many passes he throw a, a year. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's not right. even realistic because if, if, if his deep ball was so terrible, he wouldn't be hitting Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup like, down the field. It don't even make sense. Right. And some people, they just – they emotionally attached. They're not really fans. They just – when you winning, you winning, and then mm-hmm. when you bad, they talking bad about you. Yeah. Like they never was a fan. Like you know what I mean? It just, yeah. I mean, that's what come with the game. But I mean, that that could ball player. It seems like all the guys on the team love him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could ball like, player. It seems like he's he's got good repertoire with everybody, and everybody everybody likes what likes playing with him. Mm-hmm. He 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 just he gonna tell you what his thought process is, and he gonna be an athlete, and he gonna let you be an athlete. Man. I, I don't really got anything. You know, I, re- I remember, I mean, I met Dak once at, the, at a Super Bowl party when we had the Super Bowl here in Houston. Mm-hmm. Atlanta was here. And um, it was the, the day of the Super Bowl. And it was like this um, this event where there was a big tailgate party hosted by Guy, F- Guy Fieri or whatever. So they, what they did was they would like invite – these promoters were smart. They paid guys that were like maybe on the practice squad or something like, mm-hmm. like a couple grand to show up. And then that way when like the big-time players text them like, hey, where are you at? You know, you know, Super Bowl, it's everybody's in party mode that weekend, mm-hmm. you know. And so I don't know who it was, but, hey, we're here at this such and such party. It was across from Energy Stadium and Zach shows up. And it, I mean, it, the place went nuts. You know, he had like five, six HPD officers with him. Uh, man, fans are crazy. It was it was it was crazy, man. It was crazy. You could barely, you know, be around him. But it was it was real yeah, cool. You, yeah, you need that security. I know uh, my girl dad told me. When he was he was holding his daughters and a fan tried to reach for his daughters, like wow, like that, that's a big no no. Wow, like we gonna have an altercation for the game. You <laughs> yeah, mine. Yeah, I don't even know you like that. You can't be touching my kids. People are nuts, man. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't even know what possessed you to even think of something like that. Yeah, that's crazy. Did you um, when you were in Atlanta? Did you interact at all? I mean, I'm sure you did. But uh, Jake Matthews. Yeah, Jake. Jake, cool. I I, um, I, I was there like. Right when he got paid, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he was. Hey, I'm proud and proud for him. I'm happy for anybody who get paid. Yeah. That's what. That's, I mean, that's one of the reasons why we here. Take care of your family and no, that's right. help others. Dude's a beast. His dad, because uh, he he went to Elkins, which is where I went to mm-hmm. in in, in Mo City. And oh, okay, I didn't know he's from Texas. Yeah, yeah, he's right there. Um, I don't know if his family lives in Siena, but Elkins is right near you know Siena Plantation. Mm-hmm. And his dad's real active in the community. Bruce Matthews played for the Oilers. His dad mm-hmm. did. And he ended up, because he has several sons playing for uh, Elkins. The whole family. 
And he went and basically signed up to be a coach and then had to teach an elective because as a coach, you have to teach an elective. Like if I was going to Elkins at that time, I would have been starstruck every day in class. Like, I don't care if it's pottery class. I'm in it. <laughs> Mr. Matthews, Coach Matthews, I got a question. So when you were, you know, yeah. with the Oilers, yeah. Warren Moon, because Warren Moon's sons uh, mm -hmm. went to school with us too. And, man, it's just a lot of history. But to see him uh, when he, that, that year that Atlanta was on hard knocks, mm -hmm. he came down to uh, – they came to practice with the Texans during training camp. Mm -hmm. And J.J. Watt basically lined up against them mm -hmm. like every play. Mm -hmm. And Bruce Matthews was there. Yeah. And um, it was just – and then, I mean, at the end of practice, J.J. Watt's like, man, that dude's a beast. He's going to be a bad, bad dude yeah, he, in the league. Those offensive mm -hmm. linemen. Like Tyron Smith, man, that dude is a giant, yeah, isn't he? he? Yeah, he, he, he one of a kind. That dude, I, I, what, like 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, and 300-something pounds? I mean, that's, that's a big dude. And be able to move. And can move. move. Yeah. Yes, that's yep. the thing. can move, too. Well, man, I, th I think we're coming up on it because I, I know you got you got places you want to be. Mm -hmm. um, I I do want you to talk about though. We were talking a little bit about uh, just so people know about pay. So, man, you get you get uh, you get paid if you're in Madden. Is that what you were? Is that what you were saying? Yeah, it's like I, well, I think it was this past year, the year before, it was like eighteen thousand. Like, man, that's a free check. I don't care. I so I, you that, off. that's just the check that you get if you're in the game. Yeah. It's a check you get, 18000 People say they that's they play money. They just do whatever they want with that money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's that mama don't know money. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's all that. My financial advisor don't know money, all that. I mean, it's, I mean you deserve it. I mean, you're on a video game. Yeah. I mean, they going to make tons of money off of it. So, Man, I can't wait for you to be a mad man. And <laughs> you can choose, get yourself. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Playing Madden is that a big deal with the guys? Because it seems like it is their rating. Like I see a to bunch of guys honest. making a big deal about their rating. I mean, I I guess I mean I got friends who tapped me and said my speed was a ninety four. So I was like, okay, well, hey, that's that's what's up. They put your speed at ninety four. Mm -hmm. I know Demarcus Lawrence wasn't happy with his Madden rating. What they give him? I think they gave him a ninety. I think something like I mean, that. I mean, he I'm was not. I know that he was. He was. Uh, he was uh, on social media talking about he didn't like his rating. I know um, a lot of dudes weren't. I mean, the the way he the way he practiced to work hard, he wanted to be the best. He wanted to be the best in everything. So that's, he probably want that ninety nine. They had Dang. four. They had four guys ninety nine. I think they had. That's uh, why I'm wearing this jersey today, baby. What? D Hop. He didn't have what? Hopkins is ninety nine oh, yeah, overall. Right. That's right. Yeah, Hopkins overall. Was 99. Mm -hmm. Yes, he yeah. definitely is ninety nine overall. What yeah. do you think about Hopkins? Y'all play the same position. Man, that boy got hands like. I that's heard his a, hands a, are huge. That's an easy target for his QB. Yeah. He just throw it up and he going to go get He catching it between his legs. Yeah, and one hand, for like, real. Hey. Now, that's the one thing I will say, man. That dude can catch. It don't matter. That dude can <laughs> it catch. It don't matter. He catching it. So. He's one of those four people. Yeah, he's one of the four. You think he's got I the – I think Gurley was one. No, I don't think Gurley was Gurley 99. Gurley was 99? No. uh Oh. I know Robert, Robert uh, Ingram, mm -hmm. linebacker. I think – am I saying his – I think that's his name. I know he was 99. Um – I think they were all – oh, Mac was 99. Khalil, Khalil Mack was 99. Uh, but you, you say that, you say uh, Deshaun – or I'm sorry. DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins. See, I don't know nothing about Texas. Hopkins. <laughs> do you think he's the best receiver in the NFL, Hopkins? He definitely in the conversation. It's a lot of people that can be in that conversation. Yeah. But if you want to go stat-wise, I mean, you got Jerry Rice – yeah, everybody forgot about Calvin Johnson. Yeah. He did the 2001 season. Yeah. I mean, Julio was the fastest to reach 10,000. Mm-hmm. 
AB yeah. is AB. So, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of people. Antonio Brown. Do you remember? Uh, I know we got, but just real quick, remember um, David Boston? Do you remember that? David Boston. Yeah. I played no, at Georgia, right? I don't, I don't, he played at Arizona. No, no, I'm yeah, thinking, about, I'm thinking think, about a whole different person. Oh, okay. No, David Boston, yeah. yeah. David, he, I don't think he was. You got to remember, man. He, he's he's yeah. 23 years okay. old, man. He's All not going to remember David Boston. David Boston was at Ohio State. Ohio State. He yeah. went to Humble, yeah. I was thinking about the son that played for the Patriots. Andrew, uh, we call him Boss. Yeah, he uh, he went undrafted. Got him a Super Bowl the next year. <laughs> Damn. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Well, man, I I told you I'd get David you out of Andrew, here. Andrew, that's his name. Okay, okay. I told you I'd get you out of here, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I want to I want to thank you, man, for mm-hmm. coming on. Uh, I, I I'm rooting for you. I appreciate I'm, I'm, it. I'm rooting for you, man. I, I want. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you make it on the Cowboys or who you man. I'm, I'm just rooting for you because mm-hmm. you you're real. Real down to earth guy. I, I I love your vibe. You just you're 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 humble and you just you want to work, man. And and I, we're just talking for the first time, and that's just that's just what I get from you. And so I'm rooting for you, man. I appreciate that. I want it to be on the Cowboys. I want mm-hmm. you to be on the Cowboys yeah. so I can so I can root for you. But yeah, need to be there. You, my girl, myself, everybody. <laughs> so I but I, I'll root for you no matter where you go. Okay, so, I appreciate that. You uh, already got the name Reggie Davis. That's like a. <laughs> That's already like a like a famous athlete name. Yeah, Reggie Davis. There you go. Get your I appreciate get that. your number eleven Reggie Davis jersey. <laughs> like like back and like coming to America, they're talking in the barbershop like, oh Reggie Davis. You remember? <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> you remember? Remember the stats, Reggie? <laughs> oh Reg Reginald. Yeah. With I'm, I'm glad you showed up, man. Are <laughs> you? I'm glad you. Not really. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But no, Reggie. Thanks, man. I no appreciate problem. it. Uh, any anything else to say? Anything you wanna? One out end out here with? Nah, I'm good. I'm just happy to. It's a blessing to be here. Good. Mm-hmm. First time doing a podcast. Cool. Cool experience. Well, man, you, you come back anytime, man. Okay. You, anytime you you want to come talk, we can talk football. All right. I'm down for mm-hmm. it. So, you got anything else to say, Brennan? Man, you got to come back. All right. Once you hit that 180, <laughs> I'll never be back then. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, hey, like Brandon said, if you ever want to know how to. Uh, how to yeah, weight gain skills, just it, let me know. Yeah, just <laughs> let him know. He'll have you out. All right. Well, everybody, thank y'all. Reggie Davis, look out for him, root for him. Uh, you got on Instagram, Reggie Davis, right? Reggie Davis underscore, yep. Reggie Davis, just Reggie Davis underscore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Follow him on Instagram, and uh, we'll be rooting for him, man. Thank y'all. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it.